Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Welcome to episode 228, and uh, I hope you're counting. I hope you're going as you listen on the road during Thanksgiving. You're trying to catch up on all the podcasts. Well, if you're here, then you're, you've arrived anyway. So uh, thank you for listening. Of course, invite others and uh, whatever uh, you listen to uh, or you're on as far as your social media, uh, X or Facebook or uh, the best place, though, person to person is, tends to be a really good place. I've really talked to a lot of people about uh, what what the Lord's doing here at uh, Connecting Faith to Life. And um, it's a great opportunity to let people know how they can take the Word of God and make it happen in their daily lives. Well, Pastor. Uh, Pops, I'm bubbling over with excitement. I know you are. I, I, I never, you've never talked this much before, <laughs> a Connecting be Faith awesome to Life episode. podcast. So. I cannot wait for today. So yeah, it is roast pops day. Yes, it is. Uh, we have instead of roasted turkey, it's roasted pops. We we have three of my children, and also my son-in-law is here, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're missing I guess, a fourth. Yeah, we're missing uh, my precious daughter Emmy, but uh, anyway, she will. You know, she will listen. I'm sure. So yeah. So so it is Thanksgiving week. If you're listening to the podcast this week, and uh, obviously we have a lot to be thankful for. You're thankful because your your whole family is here. Yeah, yeah, everybody's all, here. All 45 this, kids and grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren, all the way back to your ancestors from the Civil War, they're all here. Yeah, they are. Actually, we go back to when we, I first came in Charleston, 1687. We have a couple of those you, representatives. Uh, you were so. here. You came yeah. in 1685 or whatever yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but, ter- but seriously, we have everybody here uh, for the first time since 2018. Yeah. So and um, so that's really cool. So and I thought it'd be a lot of fun to have uh, as many of your kids on the episode today as possible, just just for laughs and fun times to think sure. about uh, your family and all that kind of stuff. And so it's been a big week for you guys already. Now they're leaving. They're not they're, they're not even sticking around for Thanksgiving. No, we're, we're having Thanksgiving today. <laughs> right. On they, Tuesday. they didn't love you enough to stay through Thursday. <laughs> Well, they all they all got family. And we I understand. It's good. We just we just glad they're here. Okay, but, so yeah. go around the table, pops, and introduce us to your family. Okay. Your family that loves you so much that none of them live close by you. Yeah, I know. They're all over the world. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my this is my second-born son. This is Ben. Say hello, Ben. Hi, I'm I'm Benjamin Rhodes. That's right, Benjamin Wright Rhodes. So, so. from my perspective, I yes. don't know what your family thinks. Ben is like your mini me. Yeah, that's true. Good, bad, and indifferent. <laughs> yeah, he's got the voice. He's got the look. Like if he if he was bald and had a cane, I mean, he would be <laughs> just like you. He's getting there. He's getting there. Lose more hair by the day. Uh, yeah, he's he's much calmer than I am, though. I'm, I tend to be wi- I tend to be wired. He's not wired like me, but yeah. uh, but he is has very similar personality. Yeah. And uh, my firstborn Ivy is here as well, as y'all know. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Ivy Rhodes, and you've been on you've been Several on here before. So. I think this is like my fourth time. Yeah, because yeah, he so. is your famous church planting yeah. son. And my famous church planting yeah. son. Ben in, is in your Boston principal Mass. son. Yeah, he, he Ben is a um, uh, headmaster at a Christian school in uh, Cape Girardeau, Missouri. So, how do you uh, like Missouri? 
You know, it's uh, it's very interesting because you get four seasons. So uh, you get fall, you know, you get winter, all that stuff. And you but get I like a used to real winter. winter. You do get a real winter. I walked outside one time and it was nine degrees, which, you know, that was crazy for me. And I, I remember I <laughs> breathed and I coughed. And I was like, I've never experienced this. This is very odd. And then I slipped and fell three times in the winter, broke my knee, hurt my shoulder. So, so you know. when you're moving back, that's going to be a terrible place. <laughs> we're we're, we're uh, talking to the Lord. Right. And Ben is also doing a Ph.D. at my alma mater, yeah. New Orleans Seminary, and he's in the, yeah, in so the we torment have, we, of getting we, that done. Yeah. Great representation from yeah, New Orleans here, yeah, especially yeah. the Ph.D. program. Yeah. So that's right. That's right. right. That's good. And then this is my son-in-law, Patrick. He's and, sitting in and, for uh, your Yeah, he's sitting in law for my daughter, Emmy, but he's not. Uh, Emmy is much more petite than yeah. Patrick. Patrick's about <laughs> Patrick's about six foot ten, the, he and is. he could he could definitely be a linebacker. He, uh, he's built like he's a, a linebacker. Big old boy. Yeah. And uh, anyway, Patrick, say hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> the interesting thing, he's laughing because he hates football. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, he, he knows I watch it. And then my, my daughter, Addie, she is, um, uh, let's see, the, my firstborn daughter. And uh, also, she was the reason that we're all here together because this was their, uh, Patrick and Addie's 10th anniversary, and yeah. they, we did a renewal of the vows today. So, yeah, Addie, yeah. introduce yourself. My name is Addie Billinghurst. There you go. Yeah. So, they were here in Charleston. I guess they were the last yeah. kids to leave, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because they were here at Northwood serving with us, and Patrick went off to seminary mm-hmm. and went to Southeastern to get a degree there, and is now teaching at an all-boys school. Mm-hmm. What, right. what grade do you teach? Uh, I teach high school. Uh, excuse me. I teach high school, and uh, I teach middle school. So um, I have a middle school or a seventh grader. It's wild, isn't it? Ooh, ooh there's something that <laughs> happens to the human brain around, around yep. that eighth-grade region. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're experiencing right now. Yeah. It is... Yeah, uh, the best of times and the worst of times. Yeah, it, before the light comes through, it will get much much darker. It seems. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the encouragement. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. So, so they, Addie and Patrick, celebrated their tenth anniversary. Was it when? When was your? T- was it yesterday? The the nineteenth. The nineteenth. And so the story goes, which you're going to have to tell us a story. Make sure you get right up in that microphone when you tell it. The story goes that um, uh, you guys, when you got married 15 years ago, right? No, 10 years ago, my bad. My wife and I have been married 15 years ago. I was confused. When you got married 10 years ago, you eloped. You want nobody around. They they had the ladders. They so went they, through the you window. Just, you just I got out of here. Yeah. And so you didn't have the, the, the wedding ceremony that many have, and so you decided to have it yesterday. Yeah. So, so – Let's just get all in your business. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Please talk to Mike. We all want to hear this. So, do, do you want me to take point? You, you have, you can take point. All right. Um, yeah. So, I, the first thing I really have to do uh, when when we say elope, because uh, I have to clear it up for a lot of people. The classical sense is really what we're talking about. There's the modern sense, which you can even look it up if you Google it. Webster <laughs> Dictionary will have an article on. Yeah, elope has come to mean a small destination wedding, and uh, we have to explain that. It's like, no, 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 we we didn't have permission. (laughs) (laughs) So in the cover of night, you snuck out and got the thing done. No, they were older. They weren't like 12 years old or anything. Yeah, uh, it wasn't wasn't like that. Um, Ten years ago, so I would have been, what, uh, 22, and you were 21? Yeah. Um. And, uh, uh, yeah, for myriad reasons, which uh, I take full, full credit for, full, full responsibility <laughs> for, myriad reasons. 
Um, and uh, and yeah, we snuck off. And I think uh, if if the goal of today is to embarrass pops, I, I sadly <laughs> just can't do it because um, there was about a month of radio silence afterward uh, because it wasn't I. It wasn't my parents' uh, permission that we that we did not have, um, but about a month of, <laughs> of silence, and uh, you just say that, yeah. yeah. And then and then uh, we made restitution, and that's like the shocking thing for a lot of people. The first thing is that anyone would need permission now, and it's 2023. Yeah. Um, so you just you just didn't like him, pops? Is that what was the oh, what it was? Oh, my good lord, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did like you. That wasn't the issue. That wasn't the issue at all. We we actually had the wedding planned. I mean, we were working towards the wedding and all kind of things. I even wrote a song for it, actually. Yeah, yeah Ben and wrote And then song. I scrapped it because I was really angry. So, so uh, I'm assuming that this was a contentious time in the Rose family history. Yeah, especially the first few days. Kelly and I were over it within three or four days. And, um, you know, we just waited on them to call us, you know, and they, and they did. And we, uh, through a local pastor here, we made restitution and uh, <laughs> hugged each other's necks. And It was so and bad you actually had to get a pastor immediately. Yeah, it really was. I mean, oh, wow. uh, he was there, and uh, but he helped. I mean, it was great. It, <laughs> and uh, I will never it was, it was uh, Joe at, uh, yeah, you know, at, um, yeah. at um, River Bluff, and he did a fantastic job, and we love Joe to this day over that. And um, anyway, but you know, yeah, it worked I'm, well. I'm and, glad I wasn't around then. And Patrick, yeah, remember, his remembrance was the Christmas after that that so supposedly all he got was socks. <laughs> well, at least he got something. But I gave him a tool set. He doesn't even remember that. But I anyway. love those socks dearly. <laughs> Addy, you have some perspective you want to throw in on this. I mean, so it was all it was all Patrick. He just drug you along. You you actually it was Abs- the other way around. Absolutely not. I orchestrated no. so much of that. Yep. No, ran out. It was like three o'clock in the morning. Yep. I took out the house. Yep. Oh, we woke wow. up. She wasn't there. None of her stuff was there. So it was it was a wild experience. But I mean, you know, we we literally are completely finished with that. So I mean, we we, we love each other, and we have no uh, no. Uh, I don't think I don't no? think there's any no. kind of. Yeah. Um, I will say that I think uh, uh, Ben and Ivy, not so much. Uh, Ivy, I remember uh, he said to Addie and Patrick, or at least to Addie, he's like, don't come for Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we didn't, but I remember Ivy had gone off to seminary that year. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I go to seminary and everything goes crazy. <laughs> it was probably good that you weren't around. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> So you guys are a pretty close-knit family, even though you guys are separated by, by, by miles, each of you in a different part of the, the country doing different things and all doing great things, all honoring the Lord and the way that you live. And we talk about that quite a bit, Trey, how, mm-hmm. how by the grace of God, you, you and Kelly did something right, yeah. right? And you got yeah. children that are serving the Lord well and serving in ministry and uh, just, just really faithful to the Lord. And we're, I'm very it thankful. is a miracle of grace, though. Yeah. I mean, it but really you guys is. really are, like, and we've talked about it many times, you're, you're, you're um, you know, just kind of a model for us. An inspiration mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. as parents, and we look at y- your kids and what God's doing in li- their lives and say, okay, there's some hope. There's some hope. Even when they do dumb things like elope, <laughs> there's some hope, right? Yeah, there is. So so thinking back to childhood, let me ask this question. Um, who was the problem child? The problem child was Ivy. Yeah, Ivy was the tough one. Uh, uh, yeah, we had, well, he was first, first of all. So the poor kid got experimented on by every yeah. single parenting thing you can do. And uh, so he got experimented on. And by the time we got to the rest of them, we'd kind of figured it out a little bit. But poor Ivy got with. So he, he was the one that, uh, you know, would say no to me. And he was very, very. And it's good. He was obstinate and he was uh, stubborn. 
and all those things, you know, that, uh, that actually when you, when you harness them, yeah. he has become a very for, forthright, you know, believes or believes, uh, believes what he believes, yeah. you know, he doesn't back up, back yeah. down, even in the face of where he is in Boston and things like that. Yeah, which so, in the context he's in, it's good yeah. to have that kind of stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. So going to be moved from the truth and, but nobody, nobody believes that now and they're both, oh, it's impossible. I said, no, it was a rough, it was a rough uh, few years there. Yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, I've also came to the Lord at an early age and other things. So go ahead, Ben, you want to say something? I was going to say it was a rough few years for me too. Cause, uh, <laughs> You know, having an older brother, uh, he and I played all the time, and and uh, we loved that. Uh, but you know, there was a lot of beating up that happened, <laughs> and specifically, what would happen is we we would do something that was you know wrong. You know, we'd we'd shoot a window out, or we'd yeah. you know break something, yep. or whatever, or get caught by the sheriff or and sure. drug back to the house. <laughs> yeah, that would happen. And I would kids. say, "Don't you tell mom and dad." And I'd be like, oh, and I'd hold my stomach. And I'd be like, oh, I have to. I have to let him know. He'd be like, don't you do it. I'll beat you up. And I'd be like, oh. Anyway, it was terrible. And we'd argue about this. Then eventually I'd sneak off and tell mom and dad what we did. And he'd be super angry at me. Yeah. And that was kind of our relationship. And then he'd beat me up later. So, And what's the age difference? Remind me. You said uh, three, three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Luke and Hudson are four years apart. Not, that sibling rivalry is a real thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is a real thing. Yeah. So, so of of your of your two lovely daughters, which one caused you to lose hair? Well, Addie did, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Emmy Emmy Emmy's a little hard headed, but uh, you know, she just goes with the flow pretty much. Uh, again, Addie, being the firstborn girl, she just has she has a mind she had a mind of her own, and she wanted to do her thing. Uh, you know. Now we allowed we allowed. I mean, allowed's a terrible word, but we said, you know, we want you to. Be in your personality, you know, yeah. be who you are. Yeah. And uh, with the way she dressed and other things was was different than the rest of our kids. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but we were okay with it, you know. But yeah. still, she had her own way. And uh, so, but again, that that's childhood stuff that you get over, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, you know, she's uh, she's no, no more, um, I mean, she still wants to make her way and all those things, right? Addie, you want to say something? Absolutely. All right. I mean, definitely. Stick out like a sore thumb in seminary housing. Yes, yes. I'll just say that. You stick out like a sore thumb? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you. Yeah, yeah she's different yeah. than everybody else. So. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, so anyway, but uh, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, but in the in the long sense, we didn't have issues. I mean, we just yeah. didn't have the, the horrible issues that you hear about people going through. Yeah. Uh, they, we all struggle with everything, with all kind of things. You know, we live in a broken world, as I said last night in the wedding. But um, anyway, you know, that, that, that and kids are a part of that. And because we're broken, they're, they're a little broken yeah, too, you know. Yeah. And thank the Lord, I think every one of them at this point are much further along in their walk with the Lord yeah. than uh, Kelly and I were. So we're very thankful for that. But at, not but. In addition to, you and Mom were always really transparent yeah. with everything. Yeah. Like we knew who you were at all points. Like it wasn't like you were one way at church and one way at home, and we saw something different. Yeah, yeah. You, I think your mom were always who you were. Yeah. At some point, I think I've heard every one of your kids say that. Yeah, that you were who you were, and that's a good thing, right? <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, no, but it is. They, they know that I wasn't a hypocrite. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't acting one way one place and one way the other. So, yeah. anyway, yeah. So, so, so 
you guys, you grew up in a, a pastor's home, which has some unique challenges and some unique blessings. I, I tell my kids that all the time, right? Like, yeah. because you're a pastor's son, there are some very unique blessings that you get to enjoy that just others don't. That's just yeah. reality because yeah. because people want to take care of their pastor, and I'm mm-hmm. very thankful for that. And I think about some unique blessings that my family experiences because of the role um, that, that we're in. Uh, but there's also some unique challenges because mm. there seems like uh, the eye is sometimes on the pastor's family oh a little bit more um, intensely than it is on the eyes of other families. And so for you guys um, um, growing up, what were some of those unique challenges that you had being a pastor's kid? Because here you are. Apparently it worked out okay because all of your stories are you're faithful in the body of Christ, in the church, so you weren't driven away by those unique challenges. But I'm sure there were some for you. What were some of those unique challenges that you experienced as a pastor's kid? They're all pointing to you, Abby, so apparently you had the most unique challenges. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I would say that I didn't feel like we were under as much of a watchful eye as maybe perhaps some um, uh, pastor's kids are. Um, at least I didn't feel that way. Yeah. But I will say the hardest challenge was is um, sometimes people in the church, um, you know, can be cruel, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and not yeah. even to me. They were never cruel to me, but, you know, to your parents or your dad, and you feel that, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go to church the next week or whatever and see the people that you know have hurt them, you know? And um, and so that kind of can be really difficult to deal with as a kid. Yeah. And, um, you know, but Ben and I were talking about this yesterday, is that if anybody has, and, and this happens to some pastor's kids too, but if anybody has the opportunity to talk about church hurt and no reason to be in the church, yeah. you know, it's a lot of times pastors and pastor's kids who are oftentimes the... Uh, most hurt by people in the church um, who at times just dehumanize that kind of uh, position. It's like they almost see the pastor as uh, a boss or something, whereas that's not how, as a child, you feel it. You feel it much more personally than you say if your dad was a CEO of a company and yeah. he went off somewhere because you're you're also you're, you're part there, of that family, there, that's right. right? And so, um, you know, but as Ben and I were saying, it's about Jesus. And so, and we saw that from our parents and that even if people are flawed and broken, as we've already said several times now, uh, Jesus is beautiful and perfect yeah. and, and um, loves us even when people do things that are difficult. So I think that's the challenge yeah. or was at yeah. least for me. Yeah. But um, even so, our upbringing as pastors, because at least from my perspective, was, was good. I wouldn't change it. I want I want somebody to tell the baptistry story, but go ahead. The baptistry story. Yeah, swimming in the baptistry. That, that was a, that was a unique. Oh, event. well, I do remember doing that. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the perks of being a pastor's kid. Is we'd go help Dad run the baptistry Saturday night before the uh, before the uh, you know the baptisms, and so then you'd get to go up there and run the water, and you had a nice little pool and getting there and then uh, I remember one time I got out of the pool and then I slipped all the way down the stairs and <laughs> hit my head on the door <laughs> so you know the Lord probably teach me a lesson or something there but uh no I think Echo and I what Ivy said though is that there are perks and I remember I'd, I'd be at the church you know and I would I would throw my authority around with the other kids and I'm like I'm gonna tell my father you know <laughs> I didn't know that and uh not that I ever really did anything but I just I felt like I had power you know, I was the pastor's son <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, All the power of a pastor's son. That absolutely. Is, that's immense authority. Yeah. Oh, right? man, it is. Sure. It just is at uh, seven hey, years Utah old. Utahville, South Carolina. Come on. That's man. right. I mean, he, had, uh, he, was, he was the man. So, 
Um, but but I think it's one of those interesting positions where, you know, and, you, and you, there's like this weird stigma of like, oh, you're pastor's son, so you're going to be horribly behaved or, or whatever. And I, that wasn't the case for us uh, for the most part. I mean, we did stupid things. But by and large, you know, we, we wanted to do what our parents told us. We wanted to do what's pleasing and honoring to them, but pleasing and honoring to the Lord. Uh, and again, I think it was that consistency from them that they treated us the same regardless, right, of, of where we were. Even when dad, you know, was was – uh, in between churches for a time, like I remember that, and but but still, how they treated us and what we did together, yeah. uh, and that we were attenders and not, you know, uh, a pastor to church, it was still the same. I mean, what what God had called them to do, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I com- I completely concur with that. I was where I was going to lean to is understanding that when when you have the the church hurt, knowing that that is not God, mm. that, that is not what the Bible is telling us to yeah. do, because there have been. I mean, you hear all kinds of things. You experience things. And um, I just remember being about eight or nine, mm. and there was just a really rough, rough situation. But knowing that at no point did my parents ever say, like, well, this is God doing this to us. Yeah. It was how can we still honor God, and yeah. how can we still attend a church when Dad's not being a pastor? And what does that look like? And that's being faithful even where you are. Yeah. When we were in between, we were still there. We were still involved, even though Dad wasn't the lead yeah, because there was a one of the churches you were at. You were you were actually fired, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I resigned, but yeah, I would okay. have been fired. I yeah. resigned, but yeah, it was a, it was a tough time, and it it wasn't a match. The church just didn't match us. It didn't match yeah, our personality. Yeah. It was just happens. one of those things. And, and uh, you know, the, I, as I look back, I can kind of understand where they were, you know. But at that moment, man, it's just woo. It's yeah. hard to deal with. So, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, we want what I did not want. And one of my dear friends, Paul Fleming, told me, he said, "Don't let the spill over to your children." In other yeah. words, don't get bitter and and talk about how horrible the church is and how horrible you know you've got. If they will, they will be able to get through it yeah. as much as you're able to get through it. Which is difficult, right? Because yeah. of a situation like that where uh, you weren't fired necessarily, but you were. It was it was obviously not a match. You knew you had to go. If you didn't go, something was probably going to happen. Yeah. And all those kind yeah. of things and. Uh, most pastors have had that experience yeah. at least once in their ministry, sure, right? Sure, sure. Um, and and it's hard because there's a lot because I've I've you know I've been there like there's a lot of pain and hurt in those kinds of situations mm-hmm. and um, and to not have that spill over into your family and not yeah it, talk it, about it at home a lot yeah, and all those kind yeah. of things and try to put on you know try to honor the Lord in that because it still is the bride of Christ yeah and still wanting to talk well about the bride of Christ even though the bride of Christ has hurt you mm-hmm. uh, is really challenging, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was tough. But, you know, like I said, I mean, we weren't perfect getting through it. Never yeah. are. But yeah. we hope that our general attitude was, you know, God's got something else for us. And, yeah. and we, that's when we moved to Mount Pleasant. So, you know, that was kind of a, a unique thing that we were able to come back home and yeah. start a church and all the things that we went through. And all these guys helped me help yeah. helped me start the church, which was cool. They were all a huge part of it. Ivy was the youth pastor. Ben was with worship. Uh, Addie did her thing. She learned to play bass and was on the praise team. And, I did whatever needed to be done. Yeah, and she did whatever needed to be done. Emmy was the youngest, and she kind of was the attender of youth yeah. the youth ministry yeah. and other things. But but these three certainly were a big part of that. And Patrick was a big part of it, actually, as well. So, I, yeah. Pre-elope or post-elope? Pre-elope. Well, <laughs> Patrick actually helped us I build the church when we were renovating it. He was out there helping us do a lot of that too. So yeah, yeah this is during the uh, what uh, is famously called the courtship phase. <laughs> uh, a fine way to uh, to to get in with a good crowd if you um, if you're looking for tips there. No, uh, but I, I will say actually I, I guess I'll comment on that and then I might if I might put forward a question um, because. It's my podcast, not yours. You can't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
when, um, yeah, because as soon as I got into the church, uh, there's just this enormous energy that all hands are being occupied by something. Yeah. And so if you want to be a part of the church, I think it was a fantastic way to enter into a church because I came from a, a anywhere from like a post-Christian to just a neo-pagan background. So when I came into the church, uh, it was for the first time. It was a small, basically, I mean, it was a church start for however many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I first came into it, it was like, oh, well, I got to find what, how I'm, how am I going to yeah, give? If you're going to be here, you better question. get to work. Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, AV, um, uh, pretty much anything that uh, I could do at an entry level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I find it interesting coming from the outside in that also that there was no like weird pastor's kid stigma. There was no weird like, oh, well, we're here simply for the sake of rebellion. Um, and our, our attitude is informed yeah. by the idea that our parents want us to be good. Therefore, we should not be. And I find that it's, it's a rare blessing. And it was really, really interesting to see when I first got in. Well, and I think a lot of that stems from the way that, that mom and dad uh, worked with us and that it was a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? It was not come to church and, and do good things, right? That was the the outcome, maybe, is what people saw. But it was, you need a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We'll do family devotions, which they did. They prayed with us all the time. They talked to us about scriptures, all those things. But they encouraged us to be in the Word of God, to study it for ourselves, and to let the Lord speak to us through that. Um, and and so, you know, we, we, we were very much taught that this is an outflowing of what Jesus is doing in you. This is not something that we're forcing you to do. Even though I'm not saying we weren't forced sometimes, you know, I mean, it was like you're getting up, you're coming with us. Yeah. Get uh, in the car now. That, that certainly <laughs> oh, happened. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, that's what I think led us to in our adult lives is to say well, we don't do this for our parents, even though we love our parents and honor our parents. Uh, we do this for Jesus. That's because that's what they taught us. That's yeah. what they trained us and 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 led us to do. Yeah. What was your question, Patrick? You said you had a question. I'll let you ask it. Don't worry. I, uh, you scared me away from it, so I rephrased it as an invited comment. <laughs> that was an invited well, comment. Man. I'm sorry for my snarkiness, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, goodness. So thinking about, like, um, and you, you had started start to, to mention it, man, just um, those formative years at home. What did it look like as far as just a spiritual development in your home? You, there's family devotions. What do you guys remember as far as how mom and dad, and, I, you know, we probably should have had Kelly here, too, to give some perspective here. Your wife is a, when I think about your wife, I think just about a woman of grace Amen. and wisdom. And, she definitely yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's, she's certainly probably the better half, isn't she? Probably? Amen. There is no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. Amen. No. <laughs> hey, there's no doubt. I mean, I don't even, there's no delusions of grandeur on yeah. that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah. What do you remember about the spiritual development in the home? Go ahead, Addie. Devotions. What? What? Share share a little bit. I remember learning to read, and we had a beginner's reader's Bible that we all went through. Mm. And as we would get older, and the younger sibling would start to read, we'd all roll our eyes because this is going to be twenty minutes for three pages. But we did it, and we all sat there, and we actually would read our devotions while we were learning to read, but out loud to the rest of the family. And I remember the frisbee story. With Emmy. Yeah, that was an interesting story. (laughs) Sticking her legs through the Frisbee, and Dad was saying, and dear Lord, please help me to take my legs out the Frisbee. And Emmy would repeat, dear Lord, please help me to take my legs out (laughs) the Frisbee. And Emmy would repeat that as she was praying. And she would still be, it was a hollow Frisbee, and she'd be sticking the Frisbee over her head and legs and everything else. (laughs) And finally, Dad says, Emmy! 
get out of the frisbee. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I was supposed to be doing. So we were taught to pray. Yeah. And we were taught to read, you know, our devotions at a very young age, even if we were messing with frisbees. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep, that's true. Maybe. So uh, we, we weren't perfect. And then Ivy and Ben would always do this thing where they would get up and sing us a song that they made up that night. Do y'all remember that? They uh, Ivy made up the song. I just tried to parrot him. Okay, yeah. I mean, we were... I, I stopped that at like five years old. <laughs> no, people are going to be thinking I'm like Papa 17 no, years old getting up there. No, no, no. And Addie was a young old. Uh, Addie was there too. So it was, uh, maybe Emmy wasn't, but I you was used there. to, we would sit there and listen to y'all sing your song in your poop pajamas. And uh, we would applaud. Winnie the poop pajamas. Winnie the, the, yeah. I was gonna say, we need to make this. Not pooey. Yeah. We got a lot of clarifications <laughs> There's There's a lot of inside language. So poop pajamas are the footed pajamas that oh, you yes, zip up. We, we had those. I yep. remember. Yes. Yep. And they had a little Winnie the Pooh on them right yes, there. Yes. I remember those things. That's good. That's good. Well, we need to start bringing our time to a conclusion. But here's the question I want to ask. Um, all of you now, you are, um, you're thriving in, in your ministries in different ways, you're thriving at home. I know, you know, all of you have, as we all do as parents, different challenges in your own homes now and trying to figure out what it looks like to disciple your kids and help them to em- embrace the gospel fully and walk faithfully with the Lord. Um, but as you think back over your childhood, and no family's perfect, your family wasn't perfect, um, but, but as you think about your childhood and um, now the way that you're raising your kids, how, how what's similar, and let's even ask this, what's different in the way that you are now raising your kids based on what you experienced in your home? How, how's, how did your upbringing shape the way that you now raise your kids? I'll start. And, this has been, by yeah, the way. this has been. This has been. So um, I would say that, you know, especially the beginning of my parenting career, uh, I uh, very much like my father. Right. So the way that I disciplined my children, the way that I conducted my household, all those things, very, very much like my father. Uh, and as I said earlier, I'm, you know, like a mini me of my dad. And, uh, and, but, but what I will say is that, you know, you, you look at a lot of different families. And uh, my son could be uh, he's our oldest. We have four kids. Um, and we also do fostering as well. But our, our oldest, Jacob, uh, he was a ball of energy. He'd go everywhere, do everything. And, uh, you know, I thought we were doing a good job. And I remember my mom brought me aside and said, you got to get your act together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she said, he's not going to be able to go to kindergarten because uh, he can't sit still. He can't focus. He can't, you know, all these things. And so that really kind of lit a fire under me. And I was like, hey, this is serious because my kids are growing up, right? They're little. They're two years old. And you make excuses for them all day long when they're two. But eventually it's like, oh, these kids have to go to school. <laughs> they have to learn. They have to do. They have to be able to operate outside of our household, um, and so that really lit a fire under me. And I said, "We we've got to really focus down and and and, and do what we're supposed to be doing as parents." Um, and so again, we haven't parented you know uh, uh, perfectly at all by any means, but the 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 example that my parents gave was what we've done and, and tried to model in our home. Um, and so by, by God's grace, again, you know, we, we get compliments all the time. Like, wow, your children are so well behaved. And I was like, well, step into our house. You, <laughs> right. know? you may have a different opinion, but, but praise God that right now yeah. what you're seeing, they, they are, they're doing a, a pretty good job. Um, so, so grateful for that example. Um, but you know, uh, from family devotions to doing all those types of things. Um, but at the same time, I always want my children 
to know like, yes, you're also a pastor's son because I'm a head of school, but I'm a pastor, pastor yeah. of the church as well. And, and, um, you know, but saying, but getting back to, you need to focus on your relationship with Jesus, right? You can't live out dad's faith. You can't live out mom's faith. You have to live out your faith in Jesus and, and trying to push that, uh, to them and help yeah. them realize the importance of that. That's good. Avi, what you got? I mean, I think our parenting style does reflect what the, how they raised us a lot. We are a little bit uh, different. My wife didn't grow up in the yeah. same kind of household yeah. in any Because she any came sense. to faith while y'all were dating, Yeah, correct? she came to faith when yeah. she was 16 years old, yeah. or almost 16 years old. Yeah. yeah. And um, she, um, so her experience growing up was very different, and so we've had to kind of figure out and navigate through that, what that would look like in our house. And, but yeah, I mean, I think the blueprint was was there and what they gave um so yeah um i don't i don't know i can't i can't really think yeah. i i can't really think about the things that are different and and uh, you know the same but um obviously christ is the center yeah. um we talk about jesus and the gospel and and do devotions and pray together on a regular basis and one of the things i think that we haven't mentioned that i think is important is not only did they um do regular like family devotions, which is yeah. good, but they encouraged us to do our own devotions on our own, mm. which um, has been incredibly beneficial throughout the rest of my life. In fact, we were told that we were learning to read. We were homeschooled for yeah. most of us for the at least the first portion of our years. Um, I was homeschooled until I was like a senior in high school, so <laughs> experimental. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a whole other story, but. Um, you know, we we're told we were taught to read so we could read the Bible, you know. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I'm talking probably eight years old. I'm having my own personal devotion time um, with God, and which continues to this day. So, um, you know, that's I think that's a really important thing to train up because you are you're not just training children to be obedient children because you can you can do that if you are forceful enough. You can cause children to do that. What you're really doing is you're you need the perspective needs to be longer ended. And this is something they told us is that you're training them up to be adults, like functional yeah, yeah. human beings in society yeah. that, um, uh, love Jesus. And so, um, it's helpful that they get those kind of habits in place. And so, yeah. Do your children do devotionals? They don't do them as much as I would love them to, <laughs> but I didn't either at their age. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, but it was something that was the developed. Habit, yeah, the habit yeah, was developed. Yeah, about the habit, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, the older the kids get, I mean, I did them young as well, but it was not daily. Right. I mean, I'm just being honest, right? And and even for my son, Jacob, I remember I walked in, because I was like, I, I was getting on him. I was like, okay, have you read your Bible for the day? And he'd be like, no. And I was like, what have you been doing? I was playing video games. I was like, who do you love more, son? <laughs> Jesus or video games, you know? I get a little over top sometimes. But then I remember uh, probably a week later, I walked in and I opened his room and there he was That's reading his right. Bible. That's and right. I was like, well, praise God. Yeah, you're laying the foundation and it's sticking in that. Yeah, absolutely. Addy, what, what a, <laughs> he heard oh, you walking down the hallway. <laughs> he grabbed his Bible. the switch underneath the pillow, pulled out his Bible. We'll take it, though. We'll take it. That's you go, look, he's reading like in numbers. That's not, I'm just, it's I'm just still messing. a win. I'm messing. It's still I'm a messing. win. It's still a win in my book. One of one of the big things that I think we focused on with with our kids. I have three. I have a seven year old, a five year old, and a not quite two year old. Mm. But when the church doors are open, we're there, and that yeah. church is the priority. It's not something else that we throw in with the extracurriculars. If uh, there's a church function going on, but there's also an extracurricular going on, we do church. Yeah, and it's just 
growing up, seeing the importance of that, and then seeing the benefits of that later in life. You don't see it when you're a kid, that just the importance of being with your church family and serving. Yeah. I mean, the amount of chairs I have stacked. Mm, oh, I'm my sure. gosh. I'm but, you know, sure. just getting even my seven-year-old helps the church and just showing him that this is the priority. And we do this because we love Jesus. Yeah. And that I think that's something that we've, we've done. Concur with that? Yes. <laughs> Amen. That's good. Well, the Pastor, good. thank you for having my kids. I think yeah, it's been a good, a good opportunity. Hey, to it's um, it, you, you've got a great family. We always appreciate. I, it is a, like how I've said, a miracle of grace. Lord, and um, yeah, thank you for uh, the example you guys set. I know again, no family's perfect. It's by the grace of God Amen. that you know you guys Amen. where you are today, but. You guys really are an inspiration to us, and I appreciate you guys taking time on your vacation to spend it with us here. I, I think our people are really blessed just by the the candid conversation. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to get to know you. Yeah, I have, they, everybody has a that. whole new uh, <laughs> opportunity to rib me in all kind of ways now. So yeah. that's we great. have some stories. We need to do one when he's not here, <laughs> <laughs> just specifically for those stories. I like it. I like it. We can do that. All right, Pastor, why don't you close this and get us ready for next week? I hope this has been an encouragement today for you, and I hope you've been blessed by what you've heard, and I would love it if you would take just a moment to hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word about out about our podcast, and as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.